What's up everybody? In today's episode, I'm going to break down the difference between independent contractors and employees for all of my hairstylists who have assistants that work with them. I don't want you to get in a situation where the IRS is telling you that you are misclassifying your assistant because this can get really bad for you. Building wealth has a lot more twists and turns when you're a business owner. Welcome to the Money Savvy CEO Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, money, taxes, and investing. I'm your host, Jen Druby, the hair-obsessed serial entrepreneur, tax specialist, and financial coach. Now let's jump right on in. A friend of mine who actually was my business partner when we first bought the hair salon before I bought her out, she actually came from a hair salon that she owned and she had about 10 hairstylists working for her and she started them out as 1099 contractors and, you know, paid them as such. Now, when you are a 1099 contractor, that's when you pay them and you, those independent contractors are responsible for paying their own taxes. So she gave them a check and that was it. Now, What happened was that I think that went on, I don't even know, maybe for a few years, that's the way she was paying them. And then one of those hairstylists went to the IRS. There's a form that the IRS has. They take this very seriously. And one of the hairstylists filled out a form for misclassification. And the the IRS, you know, did a, had a questionnaire for the hairstylist. And as she filled that out, they did their investigation and they, came to the, de- the determination that she was indeed an employee and not an independent contractor. So the IRS went after that my friend, the business owner, and she had to pay back taxes for all 10 of her hairstylists and had to then classify them correctly as employees. Now, I see this a lot in the hair industry And I just want to protect those business owners who have assistance just so that you don't get into any trouble. And I know a lot of times you're paying them as 1099 contractors. And I just want to make sure that if, you know, the IRS were to come and look at you and they would be able to say, yes, this is correct. They are 1099 contractors. And if they're not, then I want to tell you that they are employees and you should classify them as employees before they do it for you or before they tell on you. (laughs) So I wrote some things down because I don't want to miss out on anything. And um, so let's just jump right on in. So the IRS really determines if someone is a contractor or an employee with by three different Um, factors. So there is behavioral control, financial control, and the relationship. So when we talk about behavioral control, it really is determined by how the work is performed. So if if you tell the, the assistant when and where to do the work or what tools or equipment to use or where to purchase supplies and, um, and you tell them the the sequence and how to perform the work, then they might be an employee because you're controlling the behavior of that person and how they do the work. Um, If you give that 
assistant detailed instructions or any training on how the work should be performed, the worker is um, more likely to be classified as an employee. So just to give you an example, so let's say you own, you have a hair salon and you do a lot of weave uh, installs and you have an assistant that does the braid pattern for you. So when this happens, let's say um, she has her own transportation, she has her own like tools. I don't know what tools she would need, but let's say she has her own like comb, rat tooth comb. She has her own uh, grease products. I don't know, whatever the braider needs, right? She has all that stuff on her own. Um, and let's say if you request her for one day and she's not available, then you would do it yourself without her. Um, then you don't have behavioral control over that person because you asked her if she could come in and she used her own tools. She gets there on her own. And if she wasn't able to come, then you're responsible for doing the breakdown yourself. So you at that point have no behavioral control over that assistant and that would make her an independent contractor for the behavioral control factor. So now let's talk a little bit about the financial control. So this is determined mostly about how the worker is paid and whether they can realize a profit by performing the work. Um, other factors of financial control include the worker's investment in the assets that needed to perform. So again, whether or not that person has their own products that they bring in or their own tools that they bring in, or if they're using your tools. Um, so again, let's go back to that example. Um, if, if your assistant does the braid down for your business and it's as an at, at a, at a on or as needed basis, um, they don't maintain salon hours. You call them up and say, Hey, I need you for, you know, this, you know, client. And, but that person also maybe works for other hairstylists. Maybe she, you know, does braid patterns for someone else, or let's say she actually does braiding on her own. And then you contract her to perform services on the side. And then she, she's also offering those services to other people. So at that point, she can make a profit off of you as well as her other business. And as she contracts herself out to other people. So she, at that point, you don't have financial control over her. You're not saying you're only limited to working with me. You can only do braid down patterns for me. You can't work on your own. You can't work for other people. So at that point, you don't have financial control over her. So again, you, um, you could classify her as an independent contractor. So the last factor is the relationship. And there are many ways that the IRS can determine the relationship between the business owner and the person that's providing the service, the worker. Um, they can look at any written contracts between the two people. So if you and your assistant have a contract, you'll want to make sure that it's very clear and written in a way that 
outlines that, you know, this relationship and, you know, is, um, is not an employee-employer relationship. You want to make sure that those terms are written out, like the behavioral control, the financial control. You want to make sure that all of that is written out very clearly so that there is no misunderstanding. Um, let's see, another way to establish if that person, the what the relationship is, if there are any benefits, um, if um, the relationship is temporary or permanent, um, again, if it's ongoing or at set schedules, then you, you want to be careful there. Um, if you reimburse her for any um, tools or anything that she buys, that can get a little, you know, murky there. So you just want to make sure that that relationship is very clearly defined, that you have no control over the um some of those items. So that's the way that the IRS is really going to look at whether or not they are properly classified as an independent contractor. And again, the independent contractor is a really good way to, you know, provide quicker services because you have someone assisting you, but you just want to make sure that you're not abusing it. And if they are an employee, then you have other responsibilities. So I do want to touch on that just a little bit. But if you do have, um, if they are independent contractor, another thing that's going to be very important for you to do is to make sure that you are giving them, or first of all, that you are recording how much you're paying them. Because if you pay them more than $600 in a year, then you're required to fill out the form 1099-NEC, a non-employee compensation form. Now, you may remember this form being called the 1099 miscellaneous. That is no longer used as of, I think, 2020. That is no longer used to report non-employee compensation. So the form is the 1099-NEC, and you want to give that form to your assistant at the end of the year so that they can file their own taxes. Um, now, it's not your responsibility to let them know that they're they're now responsible for their own taxes, but they should know. I mean, because if they are an independent contractor, they are a business owner and they're responsible for, you know, taking care of their own taxes. But if you want to be nice, maybe you can share this link with them <laughs> so that they know what to do. But... You really want to make sure that you are, you know, in compliance and you're giving them the forms that they need so that they can uh, file their taxes. But also for you, this is important for you because that amount that you are paying them is now tax deductible for you because it's a business expense. So you want to make sure that you have that documented. And when you pay and when you file your taxes at the end of the year, there's actually a question on your tax form, on your, um, your, if you are a schedule, if you file a schedule C, there is a question that if you, uh, gave out any 1099s, so you would want to hit your select yes, that you did. If you, if you have a payroll service, this, it gets really easy because, um, at the end of the year, they'll give you those forms and they'll file that 1099 NEC, 
the person, your assistant will get that form in the mail at the end of the year and, and they'll have what they need to file their taxes. But let's say after this video or after this, you know, audio you're listening to, you're determined that you are, you actually have an assistant that's classified as an employee. So you tell them what time to be there at the salon. You tell them um, how they should do the braid down pattern. They um, use all of the tools and products that you buy or you reimburse them for, for anything. Um, let's see, the contract set, you have a contract with them that they're only to work with you. So it basically, if you, after, after this, you're convinced that you actually have an, uh, uh, um, an assistant that's more of an employee, then now we're talking other responsibilities. So in order not to get into any trouble, what you would need to do is you would need to set up payroll and you would need to pay their taxes. And the way those those taxes, if you have a payroll service, then this is done for you. And there's some things done in the background that you may not even be aware of. But for instance, you would have to pay um, the employment taxes every month and the payroll service would do that for you. Um, and this, the IRS takes this very, very seriously. If because as an employer, you are now responsible for paying that person's um, income tax, and if you're not paying the income tax, the government is looking at you crazy because you're pretty much stealing from the employee. And you do not want any issues with the IRS when it comes to paying income tax. And they take this so seriously that the penalties for failure to pay on time can be pretty steep. So just to give you an example, um, right now, as of 2021, those those penalties include, let's say, if you're one to five days late. Now, again, if you're using a payroll service, let's say the payroll service will tell you, hey, this is due. And they'll have it, they'll tell you, okay, this is how much you need to have in your account to pay these taxes. If the money is not there and you're not paying it, if you're one to five days late, that penalty is 2%. And then if it's six to 15 days late, it's 5%. Um, and then for deposits made 16 days or more late, uh, it's 10%. And this goes on and on. So it you do not want to, this is like a slippery slope. So you want to make sure that you are on, staying on top of those deposits if you indeed have an assistant that is a, um, you know, employee. And then for my other hair, hairstylists that have, um, assistants that you're thinking, okay, you know what? They are an employee, but how do I switch them over to a contractor? Just go back to those behavioral, you know, financial and relationship. Make sure you make some alterations there and make it very clear that, you know, on paper and in practice that they are an independent contractor. So you won't have any problems. And I think that's it. If you guys have any questions about this, 
definitely leave them in the comments or you can DM me. I'm on IG at the Money Savvy CEO. You can send me questions directly there or you can leave them in the comments and make sure to like uh, and subscribe to the channel or the podcast, whichever way you are listening to this. And I will see you on the next episode. So until then, keep making money and keep it savvy.